Welcome to the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name is David Wheatley. We're here to talk leadership in small, bite-sized and practical chunks. Enjoy. Well, welcome to this episode of the Humanity Leadership Podcast. We've been doing something different on the first Friday of every month for 2022. And we're going to have a what we call our first Friday session, leadership session, which is a one-hour session starting at noon Eastern time, uh, where we're going to have a conversation with anybody that wants to come and join us about aspects of leadership. And this last Friday, we started that. And this episode of the podcast is from that uh, that work session uh, where uh, it's just a snippet where I talk about some key things for building trust and credibility in an organization, which include being consistently 100% honest, being willing to say, I don't know, but I'll find out, leading by example, sticking to decisions or admitting mistakes, committing to the extent of your knowledge or authority, making decisions when you need to, circling back to interested parties, and maintaining the confidence and trust of those who are absent. I go into a little bit more about that. But this is just a snippet from our first First Friday event. If you want to join us on the first Friday of the month, go to humanity.com where you'll be able to find the first Friday sign up and, and register for it. I believe the February, the March session will be on building teams. So with Corey Fernandez, I look forward to introducing that version of the podcast. So here you go. Here's me talking about the uh, how to build trust and credibility for the first Friday of the month. You know, when we talk about trust and credibility, I believe it comes from doing the right thing. So it's where attitudes and actions match the personal and organizational values and commitments. In other words, it's doing what we say. It's practicing what we preach. That's how we build trust and credibility. And, and I see trust not as an activity, but as a result. And if there's <coughs> mathematically minded folks with us, that uh, you know, if it's a result, it can go after the equal sign. So there must be something that goes before the equal sign. Uh, and those two things are really about creating mutual understanding and then me following through. But I'm going to break those two into some different views for, uh, for today's session as well. So because I believe trust is about the small things. It's a pattern of small things that build over time. That is what trust is all about. So. The, when I talk about those small things, it's the little things, that pattern of small things, those small steps. Uh, when we're, we're trying to build it, it, it really comes from ensuring those clear expectations, that mutual understanding, and then me doing what I said I was going to do. So I just want to share eight things with you about uh, how to build trust and credibility and, and explore them a little bit. Because the first thing is uh, what I'd say, be 100% honest consistently honest and we did a presentation a number of years ago and this is one of the first things we put up and and somebody said are you sure about that and it's like yes yep and the more i do this work the more i think this is the most paramount element of building trust and credibility and even if i can't tell you i can tell you i can't tell you so if there's some things some information i can't pass on i can say i can't tell you that at the moment but as soon as i can you'll be the first to know that's still being 100% honest. I think where people get into trouble is where they veer from this and they end up having to fix each other, fix themselves. So the second thing is the willingness to say, 
I don't know and I'll find out. It's that leadership vulnerability. So if you fake something, fake something you don't know, you'll get caught eventually. Uh, so don't pretend to be something you're not. And you may all have experienced those leaders who are pretending to be somebody they're not, not willing to be vulnerable, not willing to say that I don't have the answer to that and that's perfectly okay, but I know where I'm going to go to try and find out. And then I will bring that answer back. And that, uh, that vulnerability is critical to building trust with the people around you. Equally with that is the idea of let's make sure I'm leading by example. Am I holding myself to a high standard? And there's some interesting sub points to this that I, you know, I, I don't expect others to do what I wouldn't do, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to do it. Um, I would do it if I needed to step in. I possibly have done it, but it doesn't mean I have to do it. I'm just expecting you to do something that I would do, but I'm not necessarily going to do it this time because it shouldn't be necessarily my job. So, and it's really about being the behavior you want from others. I, many of you have probably heard me talk about the idea, I believe culture is a direct reflection of leadership behavior. So if you're leading in a certain way, you're going to generate the culture that comes from that leadership behavior. And then a, a third idea around leading by example is to remember that don't expect everyone to be at your standard straight away. I think all too often, somebody who's done the job for 10 years gets promoted to the leader job and they expect the person beneath them to know have the same level of capability and experience as they had 10 years after having done it. And so it's that reminder of, I have to measure the person against what I would have been like, or what I'm expecting from somebody who's only been in the job for this amount of time, not measuring that person against how I did it after 10 years of experience. So the fourth one is idea of sticking to decisions or admitting mistakes. And uh, sticking to decisions can be dangerous if you if you feel like that decision is going wayward, but then sometimes it's important to say, nope, we're going to cut our losses. I've stuck to this decision, but now I'm going to change and admit the mistakes and go in a different direction. The, the other challenge of this is sometimes people can, uh, can cut deals in order to get a win, and those deals will come back to haunt you. It might feel easier to cut deals or to, to stick to a decision that you've made in the, in the short term, uh, and it's important to stick to it until you're ready to move. And then you make the decision again to move, admit the mistake and go in the direction that you need to go in. So it's this balance of I'm going to stick to the decision and I'm going to admit mistakes. And sometimes that mistake is the sticking to the decision. So it's a mildly contradictory. The fifth one I got is commit to the extent of your knowledge or authority. So know what you know and what you don't know. And you'll be respected for genuinely using your skills and encouraging others to use theirs. And I don't know if you've ever had that supervised, that leader that came in. And the first thing they want to know is tell me what you do. Show me what you're doing. Help me understand. Help me learn. Because I want to know and learn this. And at the same time, I want to uh, make sure I'm making the decisions and I'm committing to win within my knowledge and authority. Now, this kind of goes back to the stick, stick to decisions, but make decisions when you need to. So timely decisions move an organization forward, but you also have to make a decision before you have all the information. And I know a few of you on here to know you well enough that you lean towards perfectionist. And, and if you lean towards perfectionist, one of the key mantras I call to people is 80% now is better than 100% never. 
But one of the keys is also to have the judgment to know how much information I need before I pull a trigger on a decision. So an important decision, I may be up towards the 100% of the data, but a less important decision, I may only need 10, 20% of the, the data in order to pull a trigger on the decision. And it's that judgment to be able to switch between the two and work out how much do I need before I should be able to pull that trigger on this decision that makes a credible and a trustworthy leader because they're actually making that decision. The seventh one I have is that goes with the follow-up and circle back to interested parties. Make sure you're following up, make sure you're giving feedback, make sure you're sharing information and answers in a timely way. Make sure you're scheduling that. If you commit to somebody to follow up, immediately put it on your calendar. Say, I committed to follow up with this person because that follow-up, the quality of that follow-up is what builds the trust and the confidence because you said you would do something and you did it. And all too often, especially for those of you, I'm busy walking around the facility that I'm in. I, I might take a note. I say, I'll got to do something, but then I meet somebody else who also wants something. And then I meet a third person who also wants something. And by the time I get back to my office, I've forgotten two of them. And I only follow up on the one. That's why I always encourage people to carry a notepad somewhere, a pen, a paper around. If you're walking around, you go walking around any of your teams to make sure that you're capturing those notes and making sure you're following up on what you said you were going to do in a timely way. And the importance of that timeliness is when are you going to follow up? Because if I don't tell you, then we're going to have a different perspective. If I say, yep, I'll get back to you, then this is something that's urgent to you. You think I'm going to go straight back to my office and get back to you. If it's something that's less urgent to me, then I may wait until the end of the week. And so it's important to say, I'll get back to you, but it probably won't be before the end of the day. And then make sure that you do follow up by the end of that day. And then finally, the idea of maintaining the confidence and trust of those who are absent. And this is the idea of pushing people to take issues directly to those who you have an issue with. Let's go back to where I was. Um, direct to those you have an issue with. And all too often, people will come to the supervisor to complain about Brian. And, um, and you'll be listening to this complaint about Brian, but really they should be talking straight to Brian. And uh, so your job as the supervisor is to point them back in that direction, because if you do, you'll build trust with them and with Brian about the fact that you won't allow people to vent, to let off steam, to moan about one of their colleagues, you're gonna push them straight back to that person. Now, if that doesn't work, if you know you tried to work with Brian, but he's too uh, thick-headed and it's just not working there, and I'm looking at particular Brian here and I keep making him smile, but the, um, I, if that's not working, then my second encouragement is find a mutually agreeable third party who can work with both of you to try and resolve that. Because the third thing is introduce supervision. And if you're introducing supervision, then I will make a decision and you might not like it. And so it's constantly pushing people back to resolve issues and take the issues directly to the people that they've got the issue with. And that maintains confidence because uh, sometimes it, it can be easy to think that sharing a confidence is a power thing, but it's quite the opposite. If you share confidential information with me, then how do I know you won't share my information with other people and vice versa, that they don't know that? And so whenever I'm hearing something, the first question should be is, have you talked to Brian about that? And if you haven't, then I don't need to hear anymore. I'm going to push you back to Brian to have that conversation.
so that was first Friday. And um, we went on to have some Q&A and, uh, and respond to the breakout rooms conversation. And it seems like people enjoyed participating and being there. So again, go to humanity.com to sign up for our first Friday leadership event. Quick conversation, one hour, noon Eastern, uh, around at different aspects of leadership. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. That was the Humanity Leadership Podcast. My name's David Wheatley. For further information about Humanity, go to humanity.com or check out our latest book, What Great Teams Do Great, from all good bookstores. Have a good one. Stay healthy.